How's it going, Dusty? Long time no see. It's going good. How was your Thanksgiving? It was fantastic. Uh, it was weird. It's like the longest I haven't seen you and Peter since we started doing this show. I know. It's really weird. It was like like a, it was like a vacation break. Like a, yeah. It was our first like legitimate break that we've taken because we were able to do the Thanksgiving episode and whatnot. But unfortunately, we did miss a couple of recaps along the way. We did. Actually, I really took advantage of this break. I didn't even watch the episodes at first. I just really caught up last night. But we have a lot to cover on. Peter's not going to be here. Yeah, Peter's not going to be here, unfortunately. He, it, it turns out like if you take a week off to spend with family, usually afterwards they actually make you fly. So here we are. Here flying we solo. are. We're flying solo and we're going to do the damn thing. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got two episodes to go over. Let's just get into it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the Bachelor breakdown. So before we dive into all the nitty gritty of Michelle's season, first, how did it feel to take a week off from not watching Bachelor content? It seems like they've been in our ear since the beginning of January 2020. It hasn't stopped. So like, how do you feel? It was a good little break. I'm happy to be back, though. Happy to be back on it. But it was a good break to kind of get away from Batch Nation for a bit. Even I though all it. this other drama kind of happened, like all this stuff I'm seeing, I'm just on my on my uh, cell phone and looking up all this drama. I'm like, oh my God, we'll get into that as well. Though. I'll so, wait till you bring it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. I actually had the opportunity last week when we were off. Erin uh, Hill invited me on her podcast, Getting Cozy with Erin. How was that? I love Erin. It was fun. It was the first time I've ever been a guest uh, on anything. And I don't think I totally botched it. So that's cool. Your personality now. Your personality. Just and I, I saw that you bought my paycheck. No, I saw you got like a, a hateful comment too. So you are a part of the family. I mean, I got my first negative review. Um, did <laughs> you ever put it out there? I'm sorry, I'm too negative for you. Uh, it sucks. I'm negative. I'm negative. No, <laughs> but, but like, hey, what can you do? You're official. You I'm are official. official. God, it feels I'm over the moon. Cheers to many more. If, if you're getting more <laughs> negative reviews, you must be doing something right. So Cheers here to all go. the people I have yet to piss off. I can't <laughs> wait to hear what you have to say about me. But one of the things that I didn't know about before I went on Aaron's podcast was that Katie's 12th day of messy, she what, what, announced what? she's dating John. Okay, I saw this. What is the 12 days of messy? And what I, I didn't... I didn't invest enough time to kind of read into it and see what was going on. So if you want to break that down for everybody. Yeah. So Taylor Swift just released Taylor's version of Red and it's blown up all over the charts. And Katie, for whatever reason, decided she was going to do the 12 Days of Messy, which I assume is a spin off of the 12 Days of Christmas because it's seasonal. I don't really know. It seemed like a not super thought out marketing move to keep relevant. She then did songs about each of her exes and it was like never getting back together. It was Blake and like it, there was some whack stuff in there. And then at the very end on the 12th day, she announces she is dating John from her season. And I'm like, why would you do 12 days of bashing your exes to announce that you're dating someone else? That just seems really like you're not starting fresh. It all seemed a bit immature to me. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's like a mind fuck. Like, you're here. This is why a lot of times I can't stand, like, just, just the environment of Bachelor Nation and, like, coming together, being a couple. Like, 
give each other like space and time before you go mm-hmm. and date someone else publicly. Like that's so quick. And I, I don't know. I just think there's a level of respect you would have for someone after dating them. That at least you wouldn't like put him on blast on like right before Thanksgiving, Why? right before he's got to go see his family. Not only did his engagement end, but now he's like at Thanksgiving with his whole family being like, oh, wow, she just publicly humiliated you. Want some mashed potatoes? Yeah, that guy's not, he doesn't have a good uh, record for vaccination. He's been dumped quite a few times. And he just announced that he's actually not going to be the next Bachelor. So I guess I've heard, I've heard, I've heard who is going to be the next Bachelor. Do you, okay, so I saw a rumor that it was Mike Johnson. And if it's not Mike Johnson, we riot, right? I don't think it's Mike Johnson. So we're, okay, we got to take to the streets then. You, me, and Peter, we're taking to the streets. We're going to take it to the streets. Are you allowed to say who you think it is? Or I don't, do you, I don't know so you, if I am. I just heard it through the grapevine. Through the grapevine. How I heard confident it, I are heard, you that you I heard it's a dad. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Let's get yeah, on. Let's, that's good. So then the other thing that happened while we were away was there was a piece of news that was uh, leaked and then talked about in our group chat, actually, that Hannah said that Peter was a better lay than Jed, which is a brutal thing to put out publicly. That's so brutal. That's uh, that's petty. Like, that's another thing. Like, just a level of respect, I guess. And I understand, like, she might be upset that, you know, Jed he had, like, yeah, but still, at some point, I mean, that's kind of... That's just kind of cruel, if if I'm going to say so. I don't know. It just seems a little petty and immature again. Again, there needs to be a level of respect to give people their own. I mean, they've been done for a while. Um, no need to bring... It's been like over two years since this happened. Yeah. And, and those, those are little details that people don't need to know. I don't know. And call me crazy or old or I don't know. But that's just... It seemed petty to me. Yeah, I don't... I... I feel like the whole windmill thing is about as like into like the bedroom I need to go as far as Bachelor Nation stuff goes. I don't need to know that Peter's yeah. a better lay than Jed. Like, yeah, I, I feel like there's anyone you hook up with in life, I think there needs to be a level, level of respect of whatever happens in that bedroom is between you two. And it doesn't need to be out there. It doesn't need to, everyone needs to know what's going on. Just it's just a good level of respect. I I, I care for me. Uh, yeah, I agree. I feel like if you're going to like put yourself in an intimate situation with someone and like that that should be between whoever is partaking, you know, like yeah. I don't think it needs to be out there for everyone. So that was yeah. another thing. And Peter's reaction was hilarious. Uh, he was just <laughs> angry that it's still a thing that's going on. Yeah, he was pretty shocked that that's a conversation. I mean, that even makes it awkward for like him and him and Jed. Whenever they, like, it's just like, it just, that's a nasty, just mess. I don't know. It's a mess. Um, it's a mess. But you know I guess Bachelor loves a mess. What's that? Oh, yeah. Michelle's season of The Bachelorette is airing. And they are, we are two episodes behind in recording. So we are going to kind of quickly brush through the one where they're first in Minnesota. Then we'll dive a little bit more into last week's episode. And then later this week, you'll hear us recap the episode from this week. And then we'll be all caught up. Sound good? Cool. Let's do it. That sound good to you guys? Third roommates? Cool. Good. Let's Perfect. Go. Glad we agreed. So they're in Minnesota. It's a pretty cool place. Gotta Minnesota, say. you know. Eh? Have you ever been out here? I have not. I've met a lot of people a lot of people from Minnesota from, you know, being in Chicago. I was gonna say you're from Chicago and you haven't popped over to the Twin Cities. I haven't. I've heard great things. I really want to someday. But we'll see. 
Well, you've got a got a place to stay if you ever pop over here. Woohoo! I love that. I love paying free uh, <laughs> um, lodging. That's good stuff. That's the best part. So it's pretty cool to see Minnesota in the summer. They're doing like Minnesota in the summer is absolutely unbeatable, which is why people put up with the winters here because now we're in the six month gray period where it just absolutely mm-hmm. sucks. But very similar to Chicago, I get it. But this must yeah. be really cool for you to kind of see your city, like. It this is, cool. is your this is your city. It's really like it's neat. in the spotlight. It's it's being showcased. That's got to be like really magical. Yeah, and so like one of the things I was thinking about as I've been watching this is who do they have planned the local dates because they went to the Twins game, they went to the Vikings stadium. Those seem kind of obvious, but then in like last night's episode or like last week's episode, they went to the Bell Museum. That's a lot more niche. Who is the person like hand selecting these dates who does the local um digging oh i know one of the producers and that's his job he goes there like a couple weeks ahead of time and he organizes stuff and gets things going checks out the spaces and yeah pretty cool that's super cool i'd love to talk to someone about that just like behind the scenes of stuff like that is kind of neat that would be cool that will never happen probably because you know um yeah i don't think we're a a fan favorite of uh batch nation but yeah, it's a pretty cool job. I think that's really cool for if you're a producer and you get to go scout things out, come up with some ideas. And also you get to kick it with your your comrades, you know, out there before the show comes. Then when oh, the yeah, show comes, the it's like, place. yeah, then when the show comes a little bit, it's a little bit more tense and more stressed, but they get that that break to enjoy the area, which is really cool. That would be a cool job to have. No, absolutely. Because so like when they were, Matt James season was out in Nemecolon and... I know nothing of that area. I know they couldn't really do anything because it was pandemic. But like thinking about how you guys went to, what was it, Lavia or somewhere like that? Yeah, um, yeah. And getting to like tour around there, just planning out those dates, I think is kind of neat. So the first date that they go on is a one-on-one. They go to the twins. She takes Joe and then they go to her high school and shoot hoops. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want to take my my date to my high school, but you know. No, I think I think you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to take your date to your high school to see where you kind of grew up and everything. I think that would be cool. I mean, I guess. I, I guess. It, it <laughs> Did you not like, have a good high school experience or something? I mean, I only ran 1,200 miles north, like trying to get away. <laughs> it's fine. I'm over it. Totally over it. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going back here. We're not going back here. No, no. Um. We finally get like Joe to open up about like who he is. ABC puts up a trigger warning, which I think they missed on the last episodes when we were talking about heavier topics. We talk about mental health, which is cool. I think anytime that we're able to get a spotlight on conversations that are kind of taboo like that, it is a good thing because there are a lot of people dealing with things that should be more normalized and it's okay to not be okay. So I like that ABC is trying to make that a focal point. He ends Mm -hmm. up getting the rose. How are you feeling about Joe at this point? I love Joe. I think Joe's like just a great stand-up guy. I think he's being open, vulnerable. I think he's very, he's a laid-back guy. He Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like he really uh, gets too excited or impulsive or anything. And I kind of like that. That's like a steady guy you want to kind of date because, you know, you could kind of count on them on just, I don't know. It's kind of, you just, I think you could really rely on someone like that. I would agree. I think that it was a really cute date. I thought that it was really cool to see them enjoy a city that they've lived in together, like that they've lived in separately for so long together, mm-hmm. because it could have been a date that they 
normally went on. I mean, a little bit more extravagant probably yeah. because you got all of the production behind you, but kind of neat. And then I've lived in this uh, state for six years now. I have no idea where that Ferris wheel that they were riding is. <laughs> Literally no idea. I've never seen it before in my life. How do you not know where it's at? I have no idea. I was like, there's a Ferris wheel? What the you hell? got a Ferris wheel. You need to go there and take a photo for us. All right. I will add that to my list to do this week. You have to go on the Ferris wheel in your city. That's like a must. Is there a Ferris wheel in Chicago? Yeah, it's on Navy Pier. Oh, well, Huge. damn. See, that's, that's you beating you have me to just do like it. with you straight have to do points it. right there. You have to do it. Well, it's too late now. I mean, it's going to be real cold, but. Yeah, it's probably summer. not open right now. Whatever. Okay. Anyways. Moving on. They go on to the Vikings next, which is also a pretty easy date for them to plan. I had a roast in here for Peter, but Peter's not here. I wanted to let him know, say what you will about the Vikings. At least we beat the sea chickens this year. Seahawks. Burn. Yeah. Burn. I wish I could get in this conversation of talking shit, but you know, my bears ain't doing too good right now, but... We'll keep it going. Yep. Not great. You know, I mean, I get it. If anyone understands, it's a Vikings fan. But at least the Packers aren't doing as well as they used to be. So that's, that's the takeaway. Thank God. Chris S. is still in the game at this point, And they dress him in a horse costume. And then they make them all eat wild Viking stuff and say a bunch of corny Vikings lines. Do you? So they script all that stuff, right? That they make the host, the lead say when they're introducing... Like, hey, these are some Vikings. Corny pun about Vikings. Yeah, that's like, they just say you're having fun with that. And they're like, you just kind of go, you have to go with the skit and the role in that time. And I think Michelle just likes to see how involved are you going to be? Are you going to have fun with it? Or are you just going to be a little party pooper or whatnot? Not just frown upon it. Did you guys end up having to eat like wild stuff when you were on the show? Like pickled herring or like this Viking hash, which was brain or something We didn't have to do that, but on... when. We were in Riga, Lafia. They got me to like bite like a nasty, I think, fish as well. I forget what it was, but I was the only one that did it. Um, not too proud of it, but... Did you regret it? Yeah, you know, biting that... I think it was a fish on national television and everyone looking disgusted at me. Yeah, I, I regretted it, yeah. I mean, so... Uh, oh, God, what is it? There's a dating show MTV does... Uh, are you the one where they make them like figure out then like pair off and they usually make them eat nasty stuff for like a competition. And I don't really get how that gets you closer to finding the love of your life, but it must've worked for Brandon because she gives him Swedish fish later in the date. And it's super cute. He gave her, I saw, I saw him kissing her. Uh, and she was like, ugh, this tastes just like fish or something like that. I don't know. That's kind of funny. <laughs> No, really, it does. So that was a good date. They had fun. Clayton has picked the ultimate Viking and he gets the group date, Rose. The second one-on-one date of that episode is they go to Lake Minnetonka, which is probably the richest lake in Minnesota. I'm not going to lie to you. You said it's a very expensive lake? Yeah. So like the real estate like, around there? The real estate around there is absolutely gorgeous. I've had the chance to go in a couple of the houses on the lake and it's just... It is a bougie place. And then they get on a boat and they ride around. They go by Lord Fletcher's, which is where they have the beach volleyball tournament all summer. I've played in the beach volleyball tournament. So it was kind of cool to see all of that. But really, there is no better way to spend a summer day in Minnesota than spending it on the lake. So like that date, I was like, that is something I would want to do. Rent a pontoon and then just spend the day on the lake with friends. That's what you got to do. 
Yeah, you can't go wrong on the lake. I mean, that's that's just summertime USA. You got to take your ass on the lake and just enjoy Yeah, it. I mean, you know that. Chicago lake life is also a big deal. Oh, yeah. Don't I know it? Don't I know it? So they did really well. They're getting closer. I think that Nate is a good front runner. Her friends vet him and they also approve of him. Speaking of that, I saw some stuff. Did you see some like things in, on some Bachelor spoilers that he was like kind of flirtatious or whatnot out and about? I did. I've seen I figured we bring it up. spoiler conversations about both Joe and Nate being out and about and hitting on women, which I they think both is did? Yeah, because I'm pretty wow. sure Joe well, comes heard- home single. I'm, if I had to bet, I'd bet that she picks Nate over Joe. But why is Nate picking up the tab and hitting on various girls? I didn't, I didn't see the one with Joe. But with Nate, I did see. And I'm, I'm trying to just picture, because I saw some other things. like Because from on TV, he does seem like just a goofy, funny person. Like he's just mm-hmm. always smiling and whatnot. Could that just come across wrong? I, it could. I don't know. You know, some people could come. I mean... It's hard to say, but what I saw was that he was flirting, trying to buy girls shots or whatnot. And but then again, he could be being nice and like being just goofy Nate that he is. And it also is kind of within your cover, isn't it? Like if you did end up with her and you're going out to the bar, isn't it kind of like good for the plot line to keep buying other girls shots? Like Ooh. Yeah. If he if he did win, it's like yeah, I'm like, oh, babe, don't worry. No one's going to know. I bought these girls some shots. I was talking with them. I guess, you know what? Dead, you know what? We need to normalize guys maybe buying girls drinks without hitting on them. You know? Yes, I agree. I think all men should buy women drinks. Well, easy, 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 easy now. Yeah, what, about, what happened to equality now? What happened? To, <laughs> come on now. Let's, uh... <laughs> hey, 70 cents on the dollar. I think it's up to like 77 cents on the dollar is what women make compared to men generally. So I need one free drink every time I go out and that'll slowly make up for internalized sexism and misogyny that exists in society. Okay. We'll do it then. Yeah. All right. Guys, guys, buy, buy girls a friendly round of drinks or shots and just be friendly. Just have a cup. Girls, don't take the drink and just run. Just have a conversation with the guy. Like... But guy, don't be a creep. Don't be weird. And girl, just, you know, have a conversation. See who this guy is. He's being nice. And then, yeah, bam. All right. Bam, talk. perfect. Good if talk. I learned anything from this, is that you and I should not be the, the people that you come to for dating advice. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I heard those rumors. But I guess we'll have to see what's going on. I don't know. Well, Chris shows up on Nate's one-on-one, and then she sends Chris home because... She, yeah, he was being weird, and finally she kicks him out. Good good for her. I love that. Like, she knows. She's a grown woman. She knows what she needs. She doesn't need your little ass telling her what's best for her. Get the fuck out of here. That's I completely I agree. She's like, I appreciate you looking out for me, but I can speak for myself. And I was like, yeah, get him. Get him. Yeah, he's got And a then man he leaves from U.S. Bank Stadium, which is pretty picturesque walkout, honestly. Yeah. Not the worst. They go back to the cocktail party. They take her out. Uh, Rick takes her outside and they dance along Nicolette Mall. I don't know if you've noticed this, but as someone who lives in the area, it is dead outside whenever they're I outside. noticed that. I was like, are there no people in Minnesota? Like, it, it, I was like, what is going on? But then, yeah, continue. Yeah. So what I've noticed since the pandemic and then the murder of George Floyd Minneapolis has really changed as a city and St. Paul too. The downtowns are no longer like where people hang out. 
it's just it all of the businesses aren't open or weren't open for a long period of time because of COVID. And then there was a lot of protesting going on. And so small businesses closed up shop just to kind of protect themselves. And the city has not been the same since. So I was noticing just how dead it was. And I was like, wow, like that's what it feels like to walk around the Twin Cities right now. It really just feels kind of eerie and empty. Yeah. That's, yeah. And this is, this was recorded when? Last summer? This was recorded in like, June, July of 2021. So not too long ago. No. So it still hasn't really recovered through everything. No, I don't know what it's going to take, but like the city is definitely shifted. And I don't think that, I think it needed to shift. Obviously, there are a lot of problems that are happening internally, but. Is it curfews going? Are there curfews or people just not going out? People just aren't going out anymore. I mean, I, so I'm 24 and I've spent two, like the past two years of my life indoors. I'm not going out to bars like I normally would be. So. And why is that? It's just because. I I didn't do it for a year because of the pandemic. And now it's like, oh God, I have to stay up late and go to a bar. Are you fucking kidding? I'm not going (laughs) to stay up. I'm not going to leave my house at 10 PM. Are you kidding me? (laughs) You're too young. You're too young to feel like that right now. I've aged like a hundred years over the past year. So I don't know. I think that the city is very much so changed, but like it was just kind of strange to see that on TV. And I was wondering if other people noticed it as well. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. And speaking of what you're speaking of, I just bought my nephew, the octopus. I think that's what it's called. Forgive me if I'm wrong. The the thing thing you put on your head, like the video Oh, the Oculus. Yeah, like the video Oculus, sorry. I bought that for my nephew and I was playing that. And... What you're saying, like the metaverse, is gonna people aren't gonna leave their homes and people are gonna have these things where they could go to stores and you could go out to a bar on there and socialize with people. Oh my God, no one's see gonna your homies, but like actually be at home in your pajamas. Yes, that's what it's gonna be like. I was on there, I was like, I'm never fucking leaving this thing. Like it was so great. I'm I gotta buy another one for myself. I mean, why do human like genuine human interaction when you could substitute it with virtual interaction? <laughs> Justin, we've been working together for how long? And have we met in person? I just found out you have legs. (laughs) Yeah, you you commented on my Instagram post. Wow, you have legs. I was like, you're tall. Are you tall? I'm about uh, five nine and a half, five ten. You're tall. Wow, I had no idea you had legs. You're five nine and a half. Crazy. (laughs) That's insane. I want you to know, I'm always wearing sweats or pajama bottoms. That's exclusive work from home. Wow, man, we really got off subject. I'm sorry, guys, but. <laughs> okay, end of the first episode that we're recapping. Rosebud Thorn, the rose goes to okay. you, Dustin. Congrats, you. you had both of the one on ones for the week, Go, and Clayton Shh. got the group Go. <laughs> rose. Go, Dustin. Thank you. The bud Thank goes you. to Peter. Nate got a one on one, and Brandon got a special gift from uh, Michelle on the group date. But Rick and Rodney did just fine, so it didn't bump him up. The Thorn, are you surprised? It's me. Nope. Nate and Clayton did well. Rodney did fine. Chris S. was the second villain I had in my bracket. Is anyone surprised? Is my bracket redeemable? I have no idea. What, what are you going to have to do if you lose this whole thing? Well, it's looking like that. Are we going to do the cinnamon challenge again? Okay, so cinnamon challenge is kind of our standing thing right now because none of us seem to be creative enough to come up with something past 2007. But... Mm. If anyone listening to this has any suggestions, I am a vegetarian and I have a at least marginal moral code. But other than that, I am willing to do 
random I punishments. Know you, I didn't know you were a vegetarian. See, these are things you might know if we didn't exist in the metaverse. I was like, holy shit, I know that skyline. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm a moron. They're still in Minnesota. Next episode is going to be hometowns, which is wild. And we see, we meet some of Michelle's students at the beginning. Yep. What did you think of the little girl who said that Martin was weird and was wearing too much cologne? Kids, Kids always tell the truth. Kids don't give a damn. That's a good, you know what? If you have little nephews or nieces and you're dating someone, and you're like, not sure what kind of... Bring them around your nieces and nephews. Your nieces and nephews will call them out right then and there. That's very true. I don't think kids are wrong. Yeah, I feel like uh, if anyone's going to tell you how it is, it's a 10-year-old. They're going to really... They go for the things that you're... Even you're insecure about. John Mulaney used to have that thing about like how eighth graders are the meanest people on the planet. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. they make you feel insecure about the things that you're genuinely insecure about. Yeah. Like, why do you have that thing on your nose? What's that bump right there? Like, little shit's pimple. Shut the phone. Yeah, they don't. They don't care. They'll call you. They'll call you out on the shit. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So I thought that was good. I thought that it was funny that Clayton is the next bachelor, and it took a good cop, bad cop routine from like a couple ten year olds to get us to know literally anything else about him. Oh, I think I think you're right about Clayton. He must know some dirt from the top producers because I do not fucking get it. Like, I'm sure he's a very nice guy, but where is the personality? Where is anything at? Where, what the fuck were they thinking? Like, honestly, you had literally, you had Andrew S that could have been Bachelor and you had Greg that could have been Bachelor. And they have personality. Out, I I know because I hang out with these guys mm-hmm. every now and then, and it's like too much personality to, to take. Sometimes I'm like, if you two don't just sit the fuck down. But anyways, I just don't get it. There I such don't an get it. Abundance of talent and personality to pick from, and they picked arguably arguably one of the most bland people. Thus I far. don't get it. And then like him going. Are we there yet? We haven't talked about. This. Yeah. Well, okay. So his date like goes well. They're at the Bell Museum, which is it was over... still bland. It was yeah. a bland, no comfort. What? I it was weird. And like, it I like want to have kids. Fun. I want to have a fam. Like there was no spark. And Michelle admits that she's like, "Look, you check off every box for me. It's just like it's not there." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not there." Um, and then <laughs> he gets kicked off, and that he gets notes from the kids who like write him goodbye letters. And then they show this one girl who's like, yeah, he's going to be the next bachelor. And I was like, they fed the kids this. No way the kids actually liked him this much. No, none at all. And then him just reading that and it just, it, it was not good. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know people are going to probably talk shit about me being so negative right now and talk. God, but, you're so negative. But God. <laughs> It, that was some boring ass shit. I don't care. That was a bad call. And yeah, we literally I, know nothing about this guy. He's a he's a cool. I mean, he's probably a a great quiet guy. But for a TV show, you need someone with some personality. Someone that's got some. I, I don't know that could it factor. Just an anything. it factor. 
and the crying that he was doing at the end. I just want to have a family. I just, I will do anything. And I'm like, oh my God, I just want to throw up. I want to throw up. Yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know. I agree with your initial take about the whole reason that they're doing a second Bachelor is because this Clayton season must suck so much. I, the, only, the only thing I can think about too is like, okay, you have mostly minorities that are like the top five or six, right? Yeah, top and four it, is all minorities. Yeah, and it's just like, well, are we not wanting to bring in another black lead or something and we have to kind of white it up a bit? I don't know. I don't, I don't really get it, what's going on. Um, we had one black lead, so that's, that's good enough. Hey, diversity quota, check. Yeah, it's like you can't. I so mean, let's clearly, pick another have, white dude you, from Middle America. You have Missouri. all these. You have all these guys that have personality, that have charisma, that are just like fun, and I and I I I honestly don't get it. It's insane. But um, yeah, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I don't want to guess even further. Yeah. On the shit list of ABC, so. I don't know. I'm glad with like. I'm glad he left. He was probably the most boring guy still there. And so then they go on a group date to a farm. It was picked by the kids and they are milking cows. Have you ever seen someone milk a cow before? It's like the most plot, like overused plot line. And also I have a little tangent. Milk is weird. The concept of milk is strange. Why do we drink milk that comes out of other animals? Conspiracy theory. Here we go. Tell us. Tell us. It's not a conspiracy. I'm just saying, like, I think that the concept of milk is strange. Why do we mass produce something that is for a cow to feed its babies? Why do we mass produce it and drink it? Well, I think it just goes, I think it just goes back to the day when you didn't have unlimited sources of food and water and you had to grow everything that you ate. And if you had milk right there at your disposal, drink it up. But I think we've learned over the years that. I don't know, but I think cow milk is not healthy for us. And yeah, we've been drinking I mean, this for so long. But Yeah, it's just strange. Like we don't distribute breast milk. Why do we, why cows? Who was like, hey, let's just drink this milk. That's cool, right? Hey, you want some milk? Milk is strange. It bothers me. That's a complete aside. They <laughs> milk the cows on this date and she's out there literally shoveling shit in like three inch heels. Shoveling shit. Yeah. Um, the farm date, I thought the farm date was cute. You see that, well, Joe won the, the milking process, so he knows how to, to milk them good. Hmm? Yeah, he knows how to milk them. Is that All right. a good trait that you pick for? Um, I guess you we'll never, see. If you're planning to have a farm one day, it's a good quality to have. It seems like Nate's struggling. Nate's struggling with uh, the, the farm life, it seemed like. He's got a dangly earring on one side. He's got a double nose piercing. Dude isn't a farm type. Like yeah, he's, he's not could, a farm type. You could look at him and be like, dude's not a farm type. I don't think that uh, your ability to milk a cow should qualify or disqualify you from anything. So I thought it was a cute date. A bunch of guys are really cute. It seems like at this point, relationships are really developing. She's having fun with it. My grandpa and I were laughing about the fact that she was literally doing like a bunch of work in heels. Um, all good. And then Olu pulls her aside at the end um, during like the cocktail portion of the evening. And he's like, I need to be honest about a red flag that I've seen and talks about Martin bringing up her baggage and saying that she was immature with regards to like her poem about not being seen as a black woman. And she's like, yep, that's not cool. Not going to fly with me. Mm, get him out. Why, I, why would he feel that way? I don't know. 
I just think it comes from a place of not understanding and not truly hearing what she was saying. Like if he thinks that her bringing that quote baggage into this makes her immature, then I don't think that he's right for her. Baggage. How are you going to justify what someone feels and how they what they've been through? That's that's annoying. No, saying that like you're the way that society has impacted you is first calling that baggage and then second saying that it's immature to bring that into something like this. It's just like, it became very clear that they were diametrically opposed people and she sends him home. Yeah, that guy's got to go home. That's the stupidest thing ever to say. God, I think he was actually trying to say stupid shit for a while, was he not? Like, it was like he was just trying to break, he brought up some other stuff in the past, right? I think that he is a pretty talker and when he got on topics that he wasn't good at, he was able to twinkle toes around it a little bit. He's the guy that's good to talk to in the bar that kind of hook up with girls on a, yeah. yeah. Smooth that's like that a guy. roller coaster, you know? He's like, he's smooth up until you really like get him in a situation where he doesn't know the right thing to say. And then he tries to spin himself out of it. And Michelle called him out on it and sent him home. Good. Good for Michelle. You know, I, I freaking love Michelle. I freaking I've love noticed Michelle. that from past leads, whenever, like, something comes up and um, they just really maneuver all around that. All the energy is focused on that, and then the whole night kind of crumbles apart. And I've noticed for the most part of her journey in this, she's really navigated how to cut the bullshit and just kind Mm -hmm. of move on and doesn't let that really affect the night out. But I don't know. I agree. I think that she's done a really good job of keeping the trains running on time as best possible. She gives the group date rose to Nate. Then she goes on another one-on-one with Brandon where they go out to Nelson's in Stillwater, which is really cute. And then they go out to her childhood home. First and foremost, I want to make it clear that Stillwater and Wyzetta are not in the same area. And the fact that she said that this was her home neighborhood is incorrect, but that's just a geography problem. She goes to Wyzetta and they're in the hot tub making out and her parents walk in. How would you feel? Uh, Awkward. I don't think I've ever... Oh, this would be a good question to ask our third roommates of when they've been... When they've had their parents walk in on them. I've never had my parents walk on me on any... Well, there's this one time when I was a kid. A kid, young teenager... You know, anyways, my mom caught me with myself. Anyways, but <laughs> that was very awkward. Um, but yeah, never caught me with a, another woman. Um, yeah, I would be a little disheveled at first. Would you? Yeah, that'd be a hard... That's also a really hard way to like first meet the parents. There is recovery in there if it's like someone that you've been with for a while. But yeah. that's a brutal first meeting. He does really well meeting her family. I have a funny story, I- this was when me and Kat weren't necessarily official yet. Uh, me and Kat had uh, a date the night before, and my mom was coming the next morning with my nephew. Man, she might hate me for this. Anyways, uh, we had a fun night. We drank a lot, like a lot, a lot. Ended up just passing out in the living room, I think, of my apartment. And I wake up, my phone's dead. I look, it's like my mom landed over an hour ago. I'm like, oh my God, she's on her way right now. Oh, I wasn't no. ready for her to meet Kat, you know? Kat's like, what do you need me to do? I'm like, put some clothes on, put some clothes on. And like five minutes later, my mom walked in the door and she met Kat. And yeah, that's the closest thing. Anyways. That's pretty brutal. That is brutal. If anyone could pull it off, it's Kat. 
Kat seems like she would be able to rebound from that. She's very charming. Yeah, she, she she, yeah she's off. delightful. She did, she did good. She's going to hate me for saying that. But anyways, <laughs> let's, let's, let's continue. And that's my only time getting caught. I haven't gotten caught. I was making out with my boyfriend in high school and my parents walked in. That was, that was crazy. Ooh, Didn't what'd that feel that. like? I mean, it's not exactly fun for your parents. <sighs> not great. Not great. I wonder what I would do with my kids if I found them kissing. You got to embarrass them somehow, right? Oh, you got to make sure they, they're never going to forget this moment in life. I think the, hmm. the person I am today is in large part because my parents brutally embarrassed me my entire upbringing. So that's good. That's that good was for my socialization. To, you know what? I think it's healthy for kids to get embarrassed by their parents. Oh, absolutely. It levels them out. You know, it, it just gives them a little, you know, I don't know. I'm Character development. <laughs> Character development, if you will. You know, it's just a good way for them to grow up. So when they do get embarrassed, when they get older, it's like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to move on and I'm not going to hold on to this embarrassment and let it ruin my day, my week. Let's just get embarrassed and move on. You know, and if that's not the best way to live life, I really don't know what is. And I think Brandon should take that advice because he was able to meet the family well and he walked away like in a good place. And they were really, it seemed like they had a nice conversation. Yeah, they seem like they have, this is my only thing with Brandon. They had a great conversation. He actually asked their parents to get, he asked for approval if he gets far enough to, you know, marry Michelle, which is such a gentleman, gentleman thing to do. Uh, very respectful. My only thing is, I can't get over the fact that I feel like Brandon's like 16. He seems like such a little kid He's out there. He's very young looking. He's also really like, touchy-feely, which doesn't help the fact that he like looks so young. He really comes across, it's like puppy love. Puppy love. You nailed it on the head. He... Is, he's got puppy love. I don't see it. He seems like a great guy. He respects the parents and Michelle, but I just, I get the puppy love sense. I agree. I also couldn't really tell if her parents genuinely liked him or if his mom was, or her mom was being like good old Minnesota passive aggressive, Minnesota nice. <laughs> you Minnesotas do that. It's, it's so funny. Like you guys are so freaking nice. So nice. Nice to the face, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> best policy, but we'll see. I don't know. I think he did well. I, I like that he asked the parents for approval. I think that asking for like the permission to marry someone's daughter is a little bit out, like outdated. I think it's kind of antiquated. I don't think that my parents have the decision as over like who I should marry. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I get that there are a lot of people that still think that that's an important piece of getting, of getting married is like getting the parents' approval. So I, I appreciated that. It's strange because like there are four other people or three other people still vying for her. So mm -hmm. we will see how it goes. We will see. We, how many more episodes do we have? Hometowns are next week. So the cocktail party gets uh, get canceled. They give out two roses. She picks Joe and Rodney. So Olu and Rick go home. Martin and Clayton had already gone home in the episode. So we're down to four people and we're doing hometowns. Down the four people. And you only have one left, right? You have Rodney left, right? No, I have two left. Okay. <laughs> so I have this up because I knew this was going to be a thing. On my bracket, my two remaining are Nate and Rodney. Okay. You have Nate and Joe. Peter has Nate, Rodney, and Brandon. So once again, Peter beats mm. us. He has Nate, Rodney, and Brandon. This yeah. is going to be a close one though. So, 
I'm not out of it. It's not Wait, over. Wait, so whoever has the top until... two? Wait. I have no idea how we're going to do this because we all have Nate. It wasn't a really thought through process and now we're getting to the end and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, we're going to need a time <laughs> Everyone gets a participation ribbon. Good job. Good job. You guys all win. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. I think Nate's going to be like, we all have Nate in there. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All I know we'll is... See. Uh, and it ain't over even when they get the final rose. Sometimes relationships don't work out and we might all be losers. So I mean, I don't know how that works out either. In, in there have been so few successful couples that have come out of Bachelor Nation recently. Yeah. The only like, one right now recently would, would be Matt and... Um, Rachel. Rachel. Yeah. I can't think back any further, honestly. And then like there are paradise couples who are still Oh, together. yeah. Well, Taysha, yeah, we haven't talked about that. Taysha oh, and... Shit. We didn't talk gosh, about that. You're right. Taysha that and was Zach a, broke up. That was such a shocker. Like, I mean, they seemed like they were doing great. They ran the marathon together and Did boom. you hear the rumor about the marathon though? Um, how was he was like yelling at her and like some people said it seemed motivational and some people it said, like seemed like she really wanted to stop and he was like pushing her to keep going. And then she went to the hospital the day after with like a kidney infection. So maybe that contributed. I don't know. But they are uh, on a break and it doesn't seem like it's going to get better. I heard he was like maybe controlling, I, th I heard, and insecure. Jealous is a word I heard. What was he jealous of? She's always out and about. Like she's, her career is blown up in the past year. She's everywhere. And I think traveling a bunch is really hard on a relationship. I think that as she's become more successful, she's required to be in a lot more places on Good Morning America, going out for recordings, yeah. being on this maybe, podcast. And I, I mean, think that's hard. And maybe the position he's in and what he's been through, he kind of needs someone stay, more stabilized with him probably mm -hmm. to kind of depend on. Who knows? Yeah, I'd like to learn more about that. But that was a shocker though. Yeah, I want some tea on that. I want some tea. I do too. It'll be interesting to see what happens next. We might have to ask Reality Zach. He's got the scoop on everything. Yeah, Zachary Reality. Oh, we'll reach out to him and see if he wants to swing by sometime soon to catch us up on everything going on. It's hard to keep up with these days. We should call that segment Tea with Zachary Reality. Tea with Zachary? We can yeah. make it happen. I'm down. He brings the tea. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts now that we're officially caught up with the rest of the Bachelor Rundown podcasts? No. No final thoughts. I'm excited. I think, honestly, this is a great group of four guys. I don't see it. There's not a villain in sight. Um, this is all about pure connection and who you feel. Like, she, she can't go wrong, I don't think. I think they're all good guys. I think she's got a, a group of four really good people. Yeah. Have we had that in a while? Where it's like all good people? No. No. <laughs> I mean, I thought that uh, Hannah's top three were really good. But uh, turns yeah. out... Jed wasn't as much of a squeaky clean dude as we thought he was. <laughs> well, I don't think anyone's squeaky clean, if I'm being honest. But um, oh yeah, well, I mean, not as no. Anyway, anyway, it was fun. I'm I'm glad we got it back. We got it all covered. We're we're caught up. We're caught up, and let's finish this off. And yeah, let's do this. We got we got a couple more episodes left, right? Yeah, Hometowns, a couple more episodes left. Three, maybe four. Yeah, I think it'll be three episodes because we'll have hometowns, fantasy suites, and then usually it's proposal. Proposal. We have Christmas coming up. We have some exciting stuff. Then we have the new year. I'm excited. Some great things. Life's good. Life is good from Emma. <laughs> <laughs>
life is good. So guys, until next time, unless Emma, you have anything else to throw in there? I've got nothing else. All right. We'll see you guys back on the next, uh, next episode. Adios. Peace. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at redrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.